0: Hey, 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 everybody, it's Voice Spark Live, your favorite trio, Emily, Nick, and Ben coming to you live, the late, late show of the Voice First community, and I ran out of things to say in my intro. Tonight we'll be joined by my shitty Chromebook. No, uh, actually, it's going to be uh, from Dreamer Productions, He'll be our guest, but uh, I am coming to you uh, remotely from my Chromebook. Uh, so with that being said, Emily... Kick it over to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this week, um, actually, next week, I'll be on the voice dead, which is, <laughs> I'm really excited about. Yeah, so that's, um, yeah, that's, that's my main news for the week. But, that's,
2: um, that's, that's pretty awesome news. I think uh, that's like, you know, you're our ambassador to the voice then and and uh I really appreciate you uh, you know everything you're doing, obviously. And I think that's sweet. That's great, man. That's great. I can't wait to so see excited. You show oh, super <laughs> Thank excited. You. Super excited. Yeah,
0: yeah excited if we can that. get if we can get Ben on the voice Den, that would be I'm not
2: interesting. I'm not interesting. It's cool. Oh that's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> we make the difference. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, I think it's I think it's really cool because it's a it's a good show. Uh, it um, Terry's a great host, and I think yeah. it's uh, I think it'll be great. So especially having someone like you on with the other people that are on the on that panel, like yeah, Nigel. There's a
1: great lineup. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's a great lineup. So I hope everybody tunes in.
2: Yep, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, we're we're super excited for you. I Emily. Mean, that's, that's, that's a little congratulations. Great job. Yeah. Thank that's you. So that's awesome. But uh, I guess news for me—I don't know. I don't, I, this has been a kind of a slow week for me in general. I, uh, I'm gonna start picking up uh, Python. So yeah, that, I'm gonna oh, start on that. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start dabbling on that and taking a couple little courses here and there and whatnot. So uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty. That's gonna be pretty fun. Um, and uh, I think Nick. Right. Hey man, you still gonna powwow in the weekend? Let's 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 talk. Uh, let's talk some coding over the weekend if you if you got some time. Yeah. Minus Python. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, yeah. you know, I'm just looking at like just like AI in general. I think I just want to learn it a little bit more and, and know it a little bit more and, and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, let's let's powwow on, on the other stuff uh, over the weekend. I think it's going to be a fun time. We're going yeah. to get together, we're going to have some drinks, and we're going to talk code.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: Just like that scene in uh, Die Hard. Come out to the coast. We'll have a couple of days.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. No, that's, um, how, that's exactly how it's going to be.
0: I think it's great. I I think it's good that you want to know the inner workings of how skills, uh, voice applications and all that stuff work. But man, I'm going to tell you what, I took one look at Python back in the day and it looked like it looked like Chinese to me. It looked like a foreign language, like somebody had dug it up from from the desert sands thousands of years ago. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) Wait, do
2: you even lift, bro? Do you even lift? Like what's going on? Like, come on, man. Let's go. I don't. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: I get it, but I get the lift analogy, but I'm just saying that uh, for me, I'm no JS all the way. I'm on that side of the fence. I I see some node and you can just like, kind of like break it down. Like, Oh, okay. this. But Python, I don't know what's happening.
2: Hey man. I mean, that's, that's, that's the next step. I mean, I just want to like learn a little bit more. We got some really great guys on our team that that, kind of know it a little bit and Nice. You know, I mean, most of our, most of us. I mean, in general, it's like Java, React Native, and 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 React and React and whatnot. So you know, we have you know, it's like the job, JavaScript background and whatnot. And then we got like some really good Java guys too. But. You know, it's like, hey, you know, you know, we talk about AI quite a bit and a little bit on this show, too, and especially in the voice-to-voice realm. It's like, hey, let's learn how that structure kind of all works together, basically. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I don't know. Uh, so Yeah. I, I, I want to do that, I'm too,
1: good. at some point when I have a little bit more time. <laughs> but, I just, yeah.
2: I'm
0: going to tell you what. It's, see, time is like a snowball that runs downhill hill because oh. the older you get, the faster it
1: goes. I know. You know, <laughs> I, like
2: that that's funny i i read i I read an article like a little bit ago and this is not in the news section but like you know when you're you know when you're young it feels like time is forever it takes forever to Mm. kind of do things but at that point when you're young you're still kind of learning so you're like you you can look at a blade of grass and be like oh look at these little things look at these little veins and look at this you know like all uh, how these things grow so you're still absorbing it so time isn't necessarily as relevant as like the absorption of information, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, it's like, okay, I've absorbed all that. I, I, I know what this is, I know this is hard, I know this is soft and you know, whatever it may be or language in general. So, you know, time just speeds up uh, exponentially. So uh, this time I'm gonna try to slow it down a little bit, try to get back to my childhood learning ways and, and try hopefully look at a little bit of code and, and kind of make some stuff. So that, that's, that's, that's awesome, cool. yeah. Cool. yeah.
0: I know how you can slow time down. If anyone
2: if anyone, if anyone out, out there wants to, like, you know, hey, give me a couple tutorials, I'm on game, so just
0: give me up to sleep. <laughs> ben, ben I, I, I know how you can slow time down, but uh, I, I don't think you're going to do anything if you do it. If you turn into Spicoli for a night or two.
2: <laughs> slow <laughs> slow time down, man. man. Oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> 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 That's, like, uh, in my mind where I kind of always want to be. No, no. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see.
1: We'll see. Do you have any uh, news anyway. for the week, Nick? You know, I
0: I really don't. Oh, actually, you know what? I am going to mention this. So, uh, the team over at Wonderword, uh, in conjunction with Little B Books, uh, mm-hmm. went ahead and released "Tells of Sasha." Now, "Tells of Sasha" mm-hmm. is a children's book, uh, children's IP. And it's, it's beautiful, right? I mean, it, it, the, the IP itself is good. You know, it teaches kids how to share, you know, flying horses. I mean, it's, it's everything you'd want in something that's wrapped up in, in children's um, the children's universe. And so they created a skill to teach kids how to do math and to learn math and stuff like that. Cool. So if you want to check it out, just type in Tells of Sasha in the Skill Store. Please leave it a five-star review. And uh, there you go. That's what well, I
2: said in a review for next week, what do you think? Can we do uh, that? Is that a conflict of interest in it? Come on, can we, can
0: we, can uh, we do that? We could, probably, we could probably squeeze it in. We could probably squeeze it in.
2: Um, I think,
0: I, I don't think it'd be necessarily a conflict of interest. I mean, I, you know, I, th- you know, it's the funny thing you bring up about that, because I'm straight with the people that I work with. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't like this. I don't like the way this is going. <laughs> I like it. And you know, like I will I'll be truthful about the actual review process. Like I went through mm-hmm. um, Escape Sixty Third, the fourth chapter, mm-hmm. and I had about four or five things for the guy. And he's like, Oh man, I never thought about that. And I'm like, Yeah, dude, like I don't know what the hell's going on here. You yeah. know? I mean it's and, important
1: to bring that up. So like I yeah. know about it and make it make it better. So it's yeah, yeah that's good. Be-
0: because I think a lot of times whenever you develop, you get tunnel vision. You know, mm-hmm. you see sure. what you want to see and then you make assumptions. a doubt. Yeah, and you make assumptions based off the fact that, oh well, I know I, I know those words, I know the vernacular, I know this. Right.
1: Right.
0: The, the, and customers gonna know that. And that's not always the case. Right. Yeah. I, I go I through couldn't,
1: I, couldn't, go ahead, oh, I, I go through a lot of conversations every day and like the way people word stuff is like always su- sometimes surprising to me. So it's good to like mm-hmm. get um to see that. So I know oh,
0: I've got something pop pop culture-y I want to bring up real quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Do
0: you guys know the rapper Soldier Boy? Yeah. Okay. Soldier Boy
2: Super, Superman, come on.
0: Oh my <laughs> god. Soldier Boy made a bunch of these like Chinese systems, video game systems, and then tried to sell them. And like oh, wow. he, got, he got sued, right? This guy, from what he said on a live stream, is now the CEO of Atari.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Um, I don't kid Atar- you.
1: wait. Wait. Time out, time out. Time
2: out. Time out. What's what's Atari doing these days? I don't know. Just tell Atari, me. Atari.
0: Atari built a machine. It's the Atari VCS, and it's a machine that you could go to. You go to Best Buy right now and buy it. And it's essentially a computer that's built to play video games, but it's built with internals that are like four years old. But the system is cool. I mean, it's a streaming box. There's some kind of quirky game. On there, but he released this. He, I don't know if it was a TikTok or an Instagram or something. But I looked up in the corner. This guy had two thousand people watching his live stream, and he's like, wow. "Yeah, I made a deal with him. I'm a Tory. <laughs> I'm a Tory.
2: I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm like this is. I'm like this is phenomenal. So I mean, I, I'm super stoked about it because I think you want fresh blood, man. That guy's gonna give it to you. That's all I'm saying."
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you know, especially with a vintage like kind of gaming brand like Atari, Atari. I mean, from a branding standpoint, I mean, might be one of the coolest logos of all time for for gaming. Maybe I don't know. It has that kind mm-hmm. of like, kind of like vintage Adidas kind of like vibe look about it, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, shit. Like to bring kind of bring bring it back to like even what we're gonna talk about tonight with with Sonic branding, just like the brand in general. Like those refreshers are gonna be. I mean, you, you have to do it, but at the same time, still in line with what, what made the gaming system cool to begin with, right? You know, kind of like, uh, I mean, Emily, I mean, we're. Sh- I think Nick and I are showing our age, like if you played <laughs> back in the day, it was like literally the coolest thing. We I didn't have one, my cousin had one, it was, like, yeah. we were, like we didn't have like money, I guess, to have a party like that, but it was like, oh my god, Defender, this is oh, so cool, uh, Moon Patrol, oh my gosh, like these like, you know, cool games, like,
0: I always had the cheaper of the two systems. Like my mom like I really wanted to play Nintendo one Christmas. And my mom was like, That's Sega Genesis, man. It's hundred and fifty. Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening? I think we eventually yeah, we eventually got there, but it was always like we were like a game system behind. So maybe that's why I'm not so into gaming. I don't
0: know. <laughs> anyhow anyway. so, um, so anyhow, um, real quick, uh, if you can, as always, subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast wherever you find it. It is Voice Spark Live,
1: Alexa, and more. And also, we should mention the Sparkies quickly, right? Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah! Submit, submit, please, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, guys, like, please submit your uh, submit your skill, submit your action. You know, we want to review them. Um, you know, we give out some pretty awesome hardware, but uh, you know, kind of at the end of the year, I guess. And. Uh, you know, we just want to highlight you guys. Um, you know, we talk about discoverability all the time. You know, we're gonna are gonna be featured on our website when we do a review. It's additional SEO that'll help you guys out. Um, so submit uh, your uh, skill or even action too. You know, we don't we don't we, mm-hmm. don't, uh, we don't limit uh, to just Alexa. So, you know, if you got a cool skill or a game or anything of that nature, uh, let us know about it. We'll, we'll take a look at it. We'll give you a review. And if, if it even even if it's not that great. We'll still love you. We'll give you some love and we'll put put, put some SEO action, or action back your way. So, uh, you know, get, let us know what you guys are working on. We're, we're excited to hear about it and talk about it.
1: Hey, yeah. Rick. Yeah. So um, with that, I guess let's, let's bring Gina on. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hi.
3: <laughs> Thanks so hey, much Gina. for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. This will be fun. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, so I, I started as a composer, uh, and so Mm -hmm. I would write custom score. I got into production music, um, got frustrated with production music Mm -hmm. because you never have the actual like brief. They just say, Mm -hmm. write something like toddlers and tiaras or duck dynasty or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't understand what that means. Um, and then I just happened to start working with, um, a company and they needed a functional sound, which is like a, this was a piece of, um, a startup sound for their piece of hardware. And they told me what they wanted. I wrote three drafts. They took the second draft. I said, well, let me finish it. Let me master it, mix and master it. And they're like, no, no, don't touch it. They took my draft it was like the biggest payout I had made for a second and a half of music uh, and I was like okay there's something here And so then I started to explore what Sonic branding was I'd kind of dabbled dabbled with Sonic logos through production music um, for a couple of kind of briefs for that um, but I started to explore the idea of finding a sound for um, for a company like what does a company sound like you can you can figure out what a person sounds like or something like that but a company is like, It's not a sentient being. How do you figure that out? And so it was like this really interesting puzzle that I'm still trying to to dissect. Um, So to answer your question, I do sonic branding and I also consult on um, your sound strategy and trying to just kind of talk it through with people. Because when you really take the moment to think about it, as we'll talk about it tonight and everything, it's not as hard to come across. Like, I think people hear sonic branding and they just, they're like, okay, I don't know what that is, you know, or I'm not Mm -hmm. a musician, so I don't understand what that is. But when you really think about it with context and put perspective in it, it's, it's an attainable goal. And the thing that I always preach is um, brands, both big and small, can do this. It's accessible and it's available to all brands, big and small. And by saying that, I also mean, you know, mom and pop can compete with, um, uh, a mega company like apple or walmart or whatever if they're creative if they right. really explore the idea and give their brand a, a human personality basically
0: yeah yeah you bring up a great point point. one of the things i want to say is this though <clears throat> i've got a hard-hitting question for you Okay. right off the bat true or false <clears throat> there's a rumor going around that you were the not only a member, but the president of the John Williams fan club in your high school. <laughs> True. Uh,
3: no, actually, I don't know where you heard that. Um, I love John Williams. And actually, I have a story to tell you about that. I could tell. But no, yeah. I, I wasn't. I. Uh, I didn't know who John Williams was in high school. I wasn't really paying attention to composers back then. Mm-hmm. I knew mean, was music, but I didn't know his name. I wasn't really paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I have two young children and, um, you know, my husband and I, before they were coming around, we're like, okay, well, you know, we both had st- really stressful jobs. I was doing executive assistant work, um, you know, wearing five hats at once for a crazy lady. Um, and <laughs> and he was working video production, editing and all of that stuff. Anyways. Um, so I was working for this lady that was a music related position, which is the enticement. Um, and we were doing this private party and excuse me, uh, they were doing this private party where they were going to have some musicians show up. And I found out, uh, early that day that John Williams was going to come because she Whoa. knew John Williams. She's the conductor. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, how, how do I deal with it? <laughs> and so I was just like focused on, you know, the gig and all this stuff. And it was like an insane night with insane people. It was, I won't even get into that. But anyways, so then <laughs> John Williams shows up and she introduces me as her assistant, just an assistant. And I was like, I'm a composer, I write music. Like, why didn't yeah. I get introduced that way? And so I'm just in shock and I'm shaking his hand and I was like, oh my gosh, I am seriously, I, I respect so much what you, what you do and um, I'm just, I'm a huge fan. And he like legit looked at me like almost embarrassed going, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, <laughs> you don't have to be like that. Like, why are you so nice? And I shook his hand and then he walked away And I was like, I just met John Williams and he didn't know that I wrote music. That's a problem. And so I think it was that tangent where I actually quit the next day. And I was like, I need to actually focus on what my passion is, which is sound. And um, so it it was a bumpy road because I was also doing it alongside having two kids within two years. I don't, that. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that at all. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really really excited about where things kind of, you know, pivoted to because I I didn't even right. know six or seven years ago that I would be doing sonic branding. I don't think I even knew what that word was. Right. So it's it's been okay. quite a journey.
2: That's funny. That's that's amazing. And I it, you know when I heard actually the name of your, your, your company, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like some bit of a, hopefully of a kindred spirit here. My, my original company, my agency that I had for a good amount of years was called Dream Store. And we were doing a ton of back in the day, flash webs- dynamic flash websites. And we had oh. these really like interesting intros and whatnot. And um, you know, we were doing work for like big companies and small companies. But even it's funny you mentioned you brought up the uh, the small the small small on the tops because we were doing smaller flash websites. But we always had intros. Like the because you had to have a preloader for for those flash websites back in the day. So
1: mm. what a great
2: point to actually bring in like, kind of like a little tone or a little touch or whatever it may be, and it, it it's really kind of interesting. So I was really excited when you were coming on uh, coming on the show tonight because things like oh my gosh, Sonic Granny, like we were doing this way back in the day. We and again to what you were saying is like you know i i didn't think i was going to be doing this we didn't even know we were doing it (laughs) this is like you know almost getting close to 20 years ago at at this point Mm -hmm. so um but yeah no i mean but tell us about that you know tell us about you know some of some some really great projects you've worked on in the past and like how really um that tone or that 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 like kind of little bit of uh, emotional um um setting of the stage really kind of sets the tone for for a brand i think that'd be really interesting to hear from your voice about that
3: yeah. Um, I think the first thing to premise for people that are still going, what is sonic branding? Mm-hmm. Is um, and, and this is something that I talk about a lot in social and on my podcast uh, and also on my course, but um, sonic branding is not music. It's not a voiceover. It's all of it. It's sound. Sonic <laughs> means sound waves. And mm-hmm. once I really started to unwrap that, I realized that this is like so much freedom when you think this, because, um, like, I think I used this example when I first started talking was like somebody hears Sonic branding and they go, Oh, I don't know music. You don't have to, or, um, you know, like, Oh, I, I don't have, um, I don't have a reason to have music, but you, you have a chat bot, you have like some voice first technology. You have a, a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well I don't do any of that technology stuff, but but you have a voiceover like mascot for your company. There's sound everywhere. And um, truly, if you think about it, um, I mean, I haven't totally challenged this yet, but I have this this theory, uh, working theory, that there is no company that doesn't project sound in one way or another. Um, because if you think about it, the world is not silent. You can go into the forest and like a quiet place, but you're still gonna hear wind. You're going to hear like the rustling of leaves. You might hear a bird chirping. There's no such thing as complete silence unless you're in a barometric chamber. So it's right. already there. And if you take the idea out that sonic branding is a jingle or it's licensing, you know, Beyonce for your t- video campaign or something like that, you give yourself so much freedom. Um mm-hmm. Like, I'm just the one thing that I've been playing around with in my head. And you guys are are more the, the experts on the smart speakers and, and skills and all of that stuff. But I had this scenario in my head of how like a mom and pop could potentially get themselves um, higher in SEO ranking through voice first technology. So mm-hmm. things that are being talked about a lot is yeah. that Um, You know, when you go on Alexa, you say Alexa. So you are contacting Amazon first. But what if, let's say, there is some woman in Minnesota that makes quilts and she makes it out of her, you know, her house or something and she uses Etsy. um, But she decides she figures out how to get herself in voice SEO, which I don't even know exactly how this works. But if there's a way that she could like get... Um, actually there's two parts to this, but let me make sure I'm getting this right. But like if she, if she were able to get herself up in voice SEO and have a voice when she doesn't, when she's just like thousands of other quilt makers, if she Mm -hmm. could get up in that top choice that Alexa gives, Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what an amazing thing, right? Like, and Mm -hmm. I don't know how to crack that nut, but that's something that I'm looking forward to is like, how can you get, because in Google search, you have a page, of options
1: right when
3: you ask alexa a question like give me a chicken casserole recipe how does that get determined but
1: you're only going to get one yeah so
3: um so that was one thought and then the other thought was what if say this quilt maker wanted to do a skill but had a way to um have their own voice that comes before amazon before alexa I'm, I may not be saying this exactly correctly, but like if there was a way to have your own voice assistant sound that came before Amazon, you're right. promoting yourself first before Amazon gets a, a piece right. of that.
1: Yeah. Well, that,
2: well that, that's get That gets to like what I was talking about a little bit earlier. Like, you know, we were building these flash websites 15, 20 years ago and it's like that preloader kind of thing where it's like, okay, this is my sound. Like I, I think about, you know, even, you know, if you remember back in the day, the Intel sound, like mm-hmm. before anything even happened like that, that was firing. Right. So, you know, that, that's so like, if you hear that sound, you automatically associate with that brand. So you're automatically mm-hmm. immediately uh, you know, promoting it. Even if you're not visually seeing it, you hear that sound and you're like, okay, there's that correlation like mm-hmm. that, that this is this is my brand right
1: mm-hmm. how
2: important is that do you do you think a lot of people just kind of overlook that and and just kind of just like hey this is our brand it's our logo and this is what it is like do you feel like people are really missing the boat on just creating that little like little nugget of uh, one or two notes even you know that that kind of gets them over the finish line it really kind of makes it you know uh, touch touch somebody in a little a little bit different way do you feel like people really are missing the boat on that even small yeah
3: props? I I think so. I think there's a lot of different reasons why they're missing the boat on it. Like one, um, you know, like marketing has just been a certain way for so long and people just go with it and they're like, well, it's not broken, so why fix it? But they're not paying attention to the the technology that we're paying attention to that's moving in like rapid fire speed. They're going to get left behind because they're just focused on the now rather than the future. So there's that. Um, and then there's other people that don't see the relevance of it. So in that respect, I think it's education, um, spreading the Mm -hmm. word as we all do, um, you know, Mm -hmm. just talking about the power of sound. Um, I'm trying to remember the other part of your question. Uh, can you kind of say it again? Yeah. yeah.
2: It was was more about like the correlation of, of, you know, like creating that feeling, I guess, if you will, connecting to the brand. Right.
3: Yeah, I think the other the other reason that people are not acting on it is that they are looking for in the now ROI rather than seeing it as brand equity. Um, You know, like uh, a great example is for YouTube when YouTube started getting big and people were starting to do their channels and um, these people, these whatever people had like thousands and millions of subscribers and then all the big companies are like oh we need to we need to get on this right mm-hmm. and there was a car company which i won't say which one but they were like okay we need a channel and so they worked at it for about seven months and then stopped oh, and it's like God. well what do you expect you got to keep going <laughs> They Take were expecting, right like the instant gratification well we're on here now here we are but like all these youtubers and stuff like that like my husband works really hard on his YouTube channel right, and it right. takes a lot of work and he's been doing right. it for years. You can't expect that instant gratification right. um, when when you're you're trying to like solidify a future in this new technology. Do yeah. you feel like when you work
1: with companies, um, people like know what they want or do you kind of have to like nudge them and kind of educate them on, on what's out there? <laughs>
3: I think they all know what they want, but they may not be able to verbalize it at first. So like a lot of a lot of times, you know, I, I do explain a lot of things like giving kind of examples to put it in context, which sometimes can help. Um, and mm-hmm. then they'll kind of like just start talking and and I'll like explain, OK, well, then that would be this or whatever. Um, and then if they just don't have a concept for it, uh, I like to rule things out mm-hmm. before we actually mm-hmm. establish stuff. So it's like, OK, well, what sounds do you think don't work? Um, what artists, not music, but what artists don't work for you? Because um, mm-hmm. that could bring in something. Uh, I try and pull out adjectives um, for mm-hmm. them to kind of explain things or even colors. And, you know, then it's, it's my expertise that can like pull out right. what that means, you know? Um, is it almost like a
2: mood board kind of thing? Like where you're like kind of like, yeah. like kind of a mood board together, like, hey, this is the tone, this is the feel. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other inspirational points. Is that, is that kind of how you pull these together?
3: No, there's a, there's a lot of similarities between um, coming up with, and not necessarily a, a full music style guide, but it's like mm-hmm. a visual style guide. When you're branding mm-hmm. with visual assets, you, you write this whole book of stuff, you know, like right. don't squish the font more than this. The margins need to be here. Here are your right, colors. Right, right, right. This is primary, <laughs> secondary. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. idea. I mean, because visual you know we're talking about sensory marketing right now yeah. uh, visual is also sensory marketing so right. why wouldn't it apply and that's yeah. another thing that i would i would talk to people about too is like think of it think of the sound the way that you would think of the um uh of the visual like you wouldn't right. have um you know one color structure on mm-hmm. one web page and then you go to another one and it's completely different you wouldn't change right. up your fonts you wouldn't have a different logo for every different platform you're using <clears throat> you have to have uniformity you have to keep things together and it's the same thing for music um, right. one phrase that I like to say is that we all make sound let's make sound on purpose so mm-hmm. it's a, it's a matter of actually realizing the like sound that. that you're already emitting because you are And then harnessing it and going, okay, this is uh, destructive to my brand. This is helping my brand. Let's work from there. Let's see what we can come up with.
0: Do you think John Williams knows you're a composer now?
3: Probably not. He probably completely <laughs> forgot who I was. He met me for the shortest amount of time.
0: You send him a letter. You got to send him a letter.
3: <laughs> he, I
0: met a long time at the a long time ago at the party. Oh, wow. He's He's awesome.
3: So nice. He's so <laughs> nice, and he doesn't have to be. Oh my gosh. No, I actually He's I like- have composer friends that um, they've. Uh, uh, they've worked with him in like orchestral settings before mm-hmm. and he'll like recognize one of them and wave across the way. And they're like, why are you so nice? Like...
2: <laughs> Emily, Emily. what do you got? Yeah. Have you, have you met John
1: Williams?
3: Come on.
1: Yeah. No, actually I haven't, but I've had a lot of friends that have played with him, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's really been awesome. around for a
3: bit. So yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you... I was wondering um Why you think sonic branding's kind of taken a while to, I don't know, get a little bit more mainstream and what maybe are some of the biggest opportunities people have with using sonic branding?
3: Um, I think it took a while because nothing was broken. Everything was kind of working. And then, um, Uh, you know, a select few of us were seeing what was happening in voice first technology and Mm -hmm. noticing that there, there was like, you know, there were little things that were happening that were like speech to text or, or or, there were little things that were happening. Um, but I don't think that it was on anyone's real radar Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. And I really <laughs> believe that COVID is giving, <laughs> talking about positive, I know COVID's terrible, but on the positive <laughs> side of it. I mean, um, that's how this, this podcast started. Let's be honest. Like, that's how right, Yeah. So, that time frame. Yeah. Um, but I feel like COVID really gave an opportunity for um, sound marketing and voice first technology and voice first in general, because yep. we are entering back into a world eventually um, where the term that I was finding was it's called a low touch economy. And so people don't want to touch things as much. We can use sound in those situations, you know, like uh, an elevator that's voice activated. Um, Our ATMs, if we can speak it and then they have the biometrics and they know our voices. These are things that are being developed right now. Um, I've been a part of a study group for the Open Voice Network, and they're setting all these crazy guidelines, which is just perfect timing because this is going to explode, but like, they're just talking about having like the biometrics, like with the, you know, the two factor tests, Mm -hmm. um, and, um, figuring out like one would be speech and one would be touch if you had to, or something like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, but
3: like, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the elderly that were stuck in these assisted living and, um, retirement homes where they were totally on lockdown and they couldn't have any of their family come visit. Well, mm-hmm. send them an Alexa or a Google Nest, and like yeah. they can actually interact with their family. they can interact with the AI. I mean they're they're old enough, they know the difference, you know, but they have kind of a friend per se because it's a huge deal. If you mm-hmm. haven't talked to somebody, in like a week. I don't even know how that works. Cause there's too many of us in this house, but like, <laughs> if, you know, I, I do remember a moment where I went and visited a crazy aunt who talked too much and I literally didn't talk for three days cause she kept talking. And when I
1: came <laughs> home, I was like, right. Um, can, can you, uh, tell us about the course that you have? Sure.
3: Yeah. Um, so, uh, when I started doing all of my research and stuff, that was probably like three years ago. Um, And I started doing a lot of sound marketing research, sonic branding research, um, just trying to figure out how it fits. And there was like no documentation whatsoever. I had a Google alert set for things like sonic branding and I would get maybe an email a week. Mm
1: -hmm. And this
3: is like Google, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, nothing was popping up. And then something would pop up and it was posted from like, 2009, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so mm-hmm. crazy. And so then I started the podcast sound and marketing podcast mm-hmm. so that I could bring people on so I could learn. It was a selfish thing. So I would bring <laughs> my guests on so that I could learn what was going on. And then, um, then I would listen to it again when I was editing because mm-hmm. I did that myself and articles would pop out of my brain, like things that I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about from these interviews. And then mm-hmm. I was starting to come up with, um, topics, you know, independent of my guests. And, uh, and then I had so much knowledge in my brain and my husband, he's like, you should make sense of this, like put this in order and all that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So then I started putting together a course, uh, last summer, uh, and it launched February 1st of this year called sounds power and influence in marketing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, as we've been talking about, I really believe that education is the key on this. Be- people are not paying attention. They're not doing this crazy research that I'm doing and you guys are probably doing too. They're not digging for any of this stuff yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
3: because it's not totally in their, their, their radar yet, um, right. but it's, yeah. it's getting there and especially with COVID. And so uh, I really wanted to focus on the education aspect of it. So basically the course, uh, it goes from what is sound and where did it come from? Early advertising, advertising today, the future of marketing and advertising. Um, oh, I had, let me see. Oh, uh, sound's role in decision-making and buying power and your brain on sound, which that one was yes. really fun
2: to read. <laughs> right. That was really yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really cool uh you, you you mentioned like the history of it, the history of it especially advertising like do you feel like you know there's that that heyday or that madman era or whatever like the jingle was like omnipresent right and there was always right. that association with that brand. i mean nick i mean we're both from western pennsylvania i know we could both probably sing the century three chevrolet jingle like like that and know every single word by heart right oh
0: man that's an old one man that's
2: <laughs> a- <laughs> you yeah that one I do but, 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 but the crazy part about that that jingle, and it was, it was amazing. I had this like little class in high school, and like the guy, the guy who put it together was like, this is the best jingle of all time, and he's right because it was like the name of the business, century Three, Chevrolet, what type of business this is. Lebanon church road pittsburgh minutes from the mall and there's like these screechy little kids that were singing this, this <laughs> jingle it <laughs> is like infused oh into my brain forever right i'm 41 years old and i, I it's, just, it's just there right and um but do you feel like you know that was like obviously an, a, a heyday in an era but do you feel like especially like tech or voice, you know, the, the voice application of this, we're, we're really kind of missing the boat or we're about to get there. You know, I think about, um, you know, um, um some of the people that we've had on, on, on the show in the past, you know, like kind of like, Hey, they're, they're, they're putting together their custom voice for their for their skill or whatever it may be. Do you feel like it's, it's, it's voices era to kind of like really shine? Is that, is that, is that kind of how you feel or, or what your thoughts on that?
3: Um, I wasn't sure if that was for Nick or for me.
2: <laughs> That's for no, no. I'm sorry, uh, Gina. That was for you. Like you know, I, I, was just, I was just going back in time with. Uh, Nick oh, or gotcha, me. gotcha. No, I get it.
3: I mean, like what, the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Like
2: I right, think totally. We know that oh. one, right? <laughs> you, brought
0: you brought it up. I'm going to say something about that real quick. You know what's oh. funny about that? How many people here have seen the movie Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone? Love it. Emily, come on. I don't
1: think I have. I, I will <laughs> go watch
3: it. I, I will so definitely okay. watch it. Everyone
2: saying, yeah. Great, she
0: great doesn't morning. know about the
3: three
1: shells?
0: Yeah, you got to use <laughs> the three shells. So the funny thing is about um about that movie is they're driving in a car, and they turn on the radio, and the mm. radio is the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Oh, or something really? It's something to that effect, right?
2: Okay. was it, wait, wait. Wasn't it a radio station of just jingles or something like that? Wasn't it That's that?
0: what. Oh. Man, like music had morphed into just jingles, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is one hit song!" And they were so pumped about it. And it was like thirty. It was like twenty seconds of the movie, and and Stallone's like looking around, like, "What the hell's going on here?" You know. <laughs> and but but I mean, it it does give some. A credence to what Gina's saying in the sense that it is so important to have a sonic brand in in the business world because you're going to create something like that and it's going to a- attach, it's going to leech on, it's going to be sticky to whatever you're trying to sell. Just mm-hmm. like just like Ben said about the Century Three uh, Chevrolet um, mm-hmm. commercial, you know. Oh, BTW, Ben, that mall is closed, by the way. Shut down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that that hot topic went in there, man, and it just like, and all the trouble came in after yeah, that. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, and I have I have this. Uh, well, I. It's not my idea I was actually listening to the podcast 20,000 Hertz the I'm loving it episode which you have if you haven't listened to it it's so good talking about how McDonald's came up with the I'm loving it
1: mm-hmm. and um,
3: just a really cool process of it but the the agency that actually wrote I'm loving it he made a comment and it's very very true and this is why jingles can still be relevant um, but they need to have a bigger scope than just a, a campaign. And the reason mm-hmm. being is if you look back even to the 90s, right? Um, we didn't have the internet, right? We, no, we were fed our advertising through TV, through what? Mm-hmm. Five channels. There was yeah. the cable, obviously. But like yeah. really it was like the three, or, three or four, whatever the network channels are, mm-hmm. right? And we were sold to. And we were sold to with these catchy jingles that were either really – you know, we liked them a lot, or they just got stuck in our head and they were earworms. Like it was just like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, gosh, yeah. that song is stuck in my head again. Um, but times have been changed. In my, in my
2: mind forever. So. Yeah. And, <laughs> and
3: for us, for our generation, that's the way it is. But for, like for my kids' generation, it's different. It's totally mm-hmm. different. Um, yep. And so now you have all these new outlets mm. and also. Uh, millennials and Gen X and Gen Z and all of that, they're not looking to be sold to anymore. They want to mm-hmm. invest in a company and in a, uh, in a brand. They want to know what they stand for. They want to understand emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you do that? It's just a company. You know, there's people that work at the company, but it's not the people necessarily that people are, you know, latching onto. It's that company. And how do we yeah. do that? We do it emotionally to make it more human. So mm-hmm. to this point, we have basically just used visual to do that, but we have five senses. And this is the sort of mm-hmm. thing I talk about in the course is why are we only using one? Because if you really think about it, like right now, what we're doing right now, we're looking at each other. We are yep. talking to each other. I am uh, feeling the breeze from my fan cause it's freaking hot back here. Uh, I can taste the water that I'm drinking and I'm touching the seat. So my ex- that I'm sitting on, my experience is not just one sense. It's not two senses. It's all five. So why mm-hmm. aren't we tapping into that? If, if yeah. we can make a brand seem human, we could have so much power. And that's yeah. lo- that's equity. That is brand equity. That is ROI. It may not be right away, like, but I mean, like, look at the insurance companies and all of their jingles that they've got nationwide and State Farm
1: and
3: I go and all state, all of them, they all have their Sonic logo, but it took them a while. They've been around for 50 or 60 years, but you'll never forget them. And an insurance company, how, Mm -hmm. how do you connect to an insurance company? That's the only way I can think. Because i mean right. like, other than this one is cheaper than this one. I don't care. But if you, you know, put the Aflac duck out there, I'm like, huh, oh, that's funny, you know? And then you're right, like, right. 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 <laughs>
2: right. I, mean, I mean, that's that's the long-term retention play. I think any company really wants at the end of the day, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. able to, like, know that, trust that, whether it's an earworm or not, but, like, it's, like, that comfortability, right? And, yeah. and being able to to know that that's, that's value. That's a great point. It's a really great
1: point. Um, I was wondering... Um, I know you've said that too much sound isn't good or like you have to, you know, be purposeful with your sound. I was wondering if you think the market could eventually become oversaturated if people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And like, how do you think people would be able to handle that oversaturation? (laughs) Um,
3: I think that it will happen because all of a sudden people will get what this is about and then Mm -hmm. they're all going to be selling it. Right. Whether they actually understand it or not, there's a little a little bit of that happening right now. Um, but generally, the sonic branding agencies, there's you know there's a, there's a small handful that I would consider like legit. They know what they're doing and they've been around for a long time. Um, but I mean, I think that's with anything that's you know new that right. there's there's this oversaturation point. But mm-hmm. people are smart. They're gonna like th- they're gonna be tired of that. And if you overdo it they're going to be tired of you. And that's hard to come back from because they may not even know why they're tired of you. They may not realize that you were just too noisy. You know, like the average person isn't going to think, Oh, this is what happened. And so now I'm going to leave. So if you go back and go, wait, 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 I fixed this. Come on back. They're not going to come back. Um, I think of, I live in Pasadena and nearby Hollywood. And I hate going to Hollywood because Hollywood and Highland is so sparkly there's too much to look at like literally there's sparkles in the cement (laughs) it's too much and i i have to go i have to leave because my eyes are exhausted and the same kind (laughs) of thing can happen with sounds definitely
0: yeah. And you know what? Um, if there is an oversaturation in the market, Gina will be living in a huge house on top. Of- <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want the, I OK, if, if, if we're picking things, I want the house from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in the French Riviera. That's Ooh, the one I want. I like it. If Good I pick.
0: if I if I was going to pick a house, I think I'd pick the house from Money Pit.
3: You want the Money Pit one? Why would you want that? <laughs> you mean all fixed up, right?
0: All fixed up. <laughs> yeah, not, not, you know, at minute 145 in the movie, not minute one in the movie. No.
1: Gosh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Emily,
0: what's your dream home?
1: Ooh, I don't know. Just anywhere where there are mountains and a city nearby, I would be happy.
2: <laughs> we... Ben? I'm in it you're,
0: in, oh, a- you're in your
1: perfect house. Man. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, no, Ben. No, 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 no.
0: I was trying to put a money pit to be funny. Now you make me feel like I cheated on my house. I'll take my money.
2: No, I, I actually, no, we were talking about this. Like, I, I, we were about to buy the money pit. Literally. Oh. I, fell in lo- I totally fell in love with this property. We both did. And it was like, oh my gosh, it's got a barn. It's got this, it's got that. And yeah, we dodged a big bullet or a big oh, money wow. pit. Let's put it that way. So uh-huh. I, I'm super pumped. For a rat. Uh, I don't know. Dream House. Ah, look, man, I like too many different weird things. So uh, you know, have to go, <laughs> you'll have to build your own. You'll have to guess. Yeah, you'll make you'll it. see yeah. me. You know, I'll go back in time and you'll see me on MTV Cribs. That's
1: it. Do oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that <laughs> Do they still
2: run that one? No, th- I, I wish they did. It was, okay. I
3: love that show. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna ask like
2: favorite MTV Cribs. This, this is kind of a weird thing. Everyone's anyone's ever, a favorite MTV Cribs, what do you got?
0: Oh man, I can see one didn't. <sighs> Didn't Kid Rock do one?
2: He probably did one.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm sure he did. That yeah. was the era.
0: No, no, no. You know, what? I know. Um, I know Brian did I got, from I have, two. I, have Boys. two. I remember seeing that one. Oh. On the- <laughs> He's like, this is my you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: So, what is it? Gotcha. What's yours, Ben? What were you gonna say?
2: I have two. So one, the the, the first one is uh, Mariah Carey. She's oh, star. I was thinking of yeah. that one. And
0: she okay.
3: had
2: like wardrobe changes through the show, which was incredible. And the second one also <laughs> involved Mariah Carey, and it, but it was uh, Richard Branson's uh, private island. Oh uh, wow! wow.
1: Of like, yeah, I, I just... it was Mariah
2: Carey, and she was like drunk.
3: You know? was <laughs> I she, just like, love Richard she, she got into the bathtub, like she like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, Whoa. "What
2: are you
3: doing? Oh my gosh!" Yeah,
2: it was it was epic. It was epic. She had like oh, six, she had six stories in like a high-rise somewhere yeah in town, like, <laughs> <incredible>. <laughs> what's that oh, cost oh i don't know she's like uh, well. so you know my co-op board didn't like that so i just like bought them all out <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you know christmas time comes around and she makes her payday no matter what oh, oh yeah that's yeah
2: <laughs> okay sorry right. I'm, I'm gonna do another kind of like what's your favorite gina Favorite yep. Sonic branding of all time, or maybe a few that, that they're just like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this, this brand nailed it.
3: Hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, because that's tricky, because I don't think any brand out there has completely done an entire Sonic branding. There's They do bend to the silence. I don't think you necessarily should touch every single bit right. of your audio touch points and stuff. Um but the jury's out on that one because it's only been called Sonic Branding for a short time. But I will say that Coca-Cola does such a great job visually and sonically. And they for don't sure. necessarily have a Sonic logo because they change it decade by decade. Like to me, the the always Coca-Cola, that will always mm-hmm. be the one that I remember. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that was, what was that, early 90s or 80s? I can't remember. The, the the stars will always shine. The birds will yeah, always. Yeah, die. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember when remember it was. It. Tyrese it was, it was, was in a commercial though. for it. Yeah, he had this yeah, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. huge smile on his face, and like you could not <laughs> smile. So I think I think they do a really great job of not actually having Sonic branding, but having Sonic branding. Nice. But they're masters at marketing. So yeah, I, that would have to be my favorite one. Okay,
0: Emily, they, what's yeah. your final question?
1: Um. I was wondering how you like found the voice space and how you got into it. Um, yeah. So it started as a
3: composer, which isn't necessarily voice. Um, and then I would do like instrumentals and like, I wanted to be the next John Williams and then Mm -hmm. that's really hard to come by those gigs. Um, and, and they don't pay well (laughs) for (laughs) a lot of music. And they do Oh yeah, At least the ones I could get approached to, but, um, yeah. So I, like I said, I, I quit my my day job mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, what do I do now? What do I do now? Because I didn't know how to market whatsoever. And uh, I was one of those composers that like, you know, would have all of my composer Facebook friends like my page. And I thought that was marketing. I'm like, what does that do? <laughs> they do the exact same thing. Um, so anyways, but um, my husband, he has a video production company and we merged our audio video production companies uh, when I quit my job and he had quit his job and everything. And so now all of a sudden I had to figure out how to market both of Mm us. And Mm -hmm. so I just started doing a lot of research in marketing and um, just trying to figure out how this works for entertainment. Um, And we were specifically thinking about not, not necessarily working with entertainment companies, but with company like tech companies and all of that stuff. Um, and so I just accidentally fell in love with marketing and I thought that like psychology was so fascinating the way, the reason people buy things and what can make them do this and that and the other. And just through that, I was like, well, how are they doing this through sound? And I was shocked when I started to really look into sound marketing and seeing this huge gap and um, just people just not doing things that seemed so obvious to me. I was like, wow, they could do this and it would be <laughs> so easy. And I remember coming out into the, into the kitchen at night and just like laughing to my husband. I'm like, why are people talking about this? What is right. happening? Like, how did I find somebody
1: that nobody else
3: seems to realize? And so, yeah, um, yeah so then I just, I, I started the podcast and through that, I, I, tapped into this voice first, uh, right. community, which, I mean, I'm not a programmer, I'm not a developer. There's a whole lot about voice first. I do not understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of, you know, what I preach voice first wise is, um, you know, speculation ideas creative ideas that i might have and um and then with this voice first community i tried to also incorporate to them that voice first doesn't necessarily mean voice it means sound first and i feel like the voice first community kind of like puts themselves into this tiny little bubble and just like businesses and marketers and all of that stuff they are missing (laughs) out Because, like, you can have great, uh, you know, linguistics and, um, you know, the natural language processor. I learned that that word. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can do all of the techie stuff. You can have a great design. You can have a pretty piece of hardware. But, mm-hmm. like, for example, you know, you have um, something that's on a smart speaker. You have, like, an app or something like that. And you have, uh, like, a James Earl Jones voice narrating. Guess what? That frequency doesn't get picked up by smart speakers, so now mm-hmm. you need to pay attention to what the sound is. It's deeper than the voice.
1: Yeah. yeah. So do you get to
3: collaborate with your husband on a
1: on projects?
3: Yeah, yeah, we do do that. Um, awesome. Last year, last year we did. Um, I composed and he did sound design for a low budget uh, thriller. Ooh. That we'll never see the light of day. It was terrible. But it was really bad. It was like, oh no, they were insistent that they're not watching. So I can say this, but they, they were insistent on uh, this one sound where it was a, an old beat up pickup truck honking as somebody's like, you know, walking right in the way. And the temp sound that this person found was literally a train horn. And we kept telling them, that's not a truck. You can't use that sound. And she was adamant, and we have had to you, leave it. Have in. you
2: been to the Bronx? I mean, it's probably there.
3: <laughs> so, no, no, no. This like sounded like like a coal locomotive engine. <laughs> okay. on, she got the truck. I, I'm
2: not. I mean, they're there.
3: They're... <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, then maybe that's where that that part took place was in the Bronx. But they didn't tell <laughs> us that part.
0: So I have one. Final, I have one final question that I asked. Yeah. Sure. You. Actually, I'm going to round it into two real quick. What is the name of your husband's YouTube channel?
3: (laughs) Um, So he has uh, Jared Isham, just his name. So Jared, I-S-H-A-M. And um, basically his YouTube channel is he helps other video creators Mm -hmm. um, on like low budget or no budget um, projects, uh, talking about like how the gear that you have isn't what makes The movie that you're making it's It's the quality of what you know um and just you know like you could have an old beat up camera which he had for a very long time and still do some amazing things like he he shot um a documentary part of the first episode of a documentary on a very old canon uh camera and it landed us Mm a twenty thousand dollar gig like a year later so Um, just know your stuff, you know, and and don't yeah, say, yeah, yeah. oh, I can't make a movie because I don't have, you know, $500,000 worth of gear. Like that's right. ridiculous because <laughs> the, the amount of payback or payout that a filmmaker makes from a movie that they finish is so tiny. It's ridiculous. So you do not <laughs> want to spend half a million dollars and then get like $200 back.
0: So okay. final question for tonight before we let you go. Have you subscribed to voice spark Alexa more on YouTube.
3: I think I have, if I haven't, I'm going to do it right after this.
0: What's up with Jared? Mm-hmm. What's he doing? Can we trade him punch for punch? Sub for sub?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the YouTuber. I, I, I will tell you that right now. I had a YouTube page and it frustrated the heck out of me. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick with sound. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Gina, if you can, please stay back behind the scenes uh, there in our uh, virtual green room. And we're going to close out the show real quick. And that's it. Okay.
3: That was fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
1: Thanks Thanks for coming on. That was good. Yeah. I I could go on
2: this topic
1: for I know. (laughs) So many questions. I don't
0: know. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if it's a topic or I don't know if it's the guest. I mean, I love the, you know, Gina is uh, just an awesome personality. So, yeah. you know, you could, whenever the conversation's good, it's good, you know?
1: Exactly. For sure. For so, sure.
0: as, as always, if you guys can, if you have not already, please go over and subscribe to us on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. And, Emily, if you could, please close out the show. Great. Good night,
2: everybody.
1: Good night. Good night,
2: everybody.